Hi, everyone. I hope you're well. I wanted to share a couple of thoughts on the Haggadah. I was very deeply moved by the Ramelech Biederman Haggadah that Art School put out. And as someone that um, follows a lot of his stuff, I wanted to share um, some of my ideas. Some of them are from the Haggadah, and some of them are just expansions of other things that he said elsewhere. And a very, very special friend to a, a thank you to a dear friend of mine, Ephraim Bashansky, who, um, despite all of our you know, inside jokes about Hasidus and me being a Litvak and him being a Varm uh, Chusid, um, he really, really converted me over the past few years with all the clips of um, Ramaylach. It really didn't take that much um, coaxing because there's very few people nowadays that you can listen to that literally could bring such a laugh and also such tears of tremendous depth of the stories that he brings and the hearts and kite that's there. It's amazing, and I really feel that I've got to capture it, and it's something that really, really enhanced my uh, preparation for the Seder, and I hope that it'll show. So I'm going to share a couple of thoughts and ideas. These are my own expansions, but um, hopefully you'll get the idea. Um, okay, so one story that he brought down was that there was a, and this is just a perspective on life. I'm going to, I'm going to go through a couple of different R's, and you can pick whatever you want to share at your Seder, or just help you understand Pesach better. So um, there was a chassid who was coming to the Rebbe, and he was a very poor man, and he was in a very, very dire situation, and uh, he needed to get money from the Rebbe, which is sometimes what people come for. And the Rebbe saw him there, heard, heard that he was waiting outside from the Gabai, and he said, hey, how am I going to give him money? I need to wait for a gvir to you know, come in. He'll get a bracha, and he'll, of course, leave a pidgeon, and he'll give me money. So the Gabai said, okay, there's a, there's a rich guy behind him, so the rabbi said, call, call the rich guy first. So he calls the rich guy, and the rich guy comes in and pours out his heart with all of his requests and, of course, leaves a very, very large sum. And now the rabbi's money has been replenished. So the poor guy who was standing there was very, very insulted. And he comes in there, and he says, how dare you? Just because he has money, you take him before me? And so says Rav Meilich, that what was the rabbi thinking? Rebbe was had a cheshbon that this person is going to come in and this person is going to share from his wealth and then I'll be able to share it with you. So I was literally preparing to get you that money and you're yelling at me. And that's Leah Kesef Leah Zav Amar Hashem. Of course, in the Nimshal, Hashem has all the money. He doesn't need other people to come, come get, you know, give it to him. But the point is that a lot of times we're yelling at Hashem, and really Hashem is cliche velasos sakets. And you know, we we think about the story and we laugh, but it actually happened to me today. So that's the Siyat Nishmaya where I said I'm going to do this. What happened? You're going to laugh because it's human nature and you already know what to expect. But but when it happened, it wasn't funny. So I was shopping and a lot of perishables in my in my car and I had a lot of different things and I was on a very very tight schedule. I had to, I had to go catch Mincha and Marv, etc. And I pulled up in front of my house and all of a sudden I see blocking my spot is a huge FedEx truck and I was about to honk. I was about to scream. And not only that, but this truck actually backed up while I was there and parked literally in my spot. And I'm thinking to myself, the one place that you're parking, I need to get in my house. You're blocking my my house. How dare you? And then suddenly it dawned on me, hey, that's funny. And when I walked walked to the door, I saw that this FedEx man was dropping off my daughter's Afikoman present. And so the thing that I had ordered, I wasn't sure if it would come before Yantif. And they expedited it, and they got it to me quick. So exactly what I was yelling, what are you doing here? Get out of my way. That was actually them bringing exactly what I was supposed to have. How many times do we yell at the Rebbe Shalom and say, Hashem, what's wrong with you? How could you not listen to me? How could you not take care of me? But really, Hashem is laughing, and he's saying, don't you understand? FedEx, delivery, hello. Don't you understand? The Rebbe says, I was preparing to give you exactly what you're giving. The thing that you're yelling at is exactly what I was doing. And the Rebbe Shalom says, in so many times in life, the things that I'm doing, I'm bringing you closer to where you need to be. Such a beautiful thought.
Next is um, so we all know that we're Moscow because another one understanding of that is that sometimes we get stuck in all the tragedies and vicissitudes and challenges of our life that we're just stuck in the part and we can't move forward however there's a beautiful thing and he quoted a rabbi that used to say and he would this rabbi would just repeat so many times throughout the seder all we have is the now and when you're in the now you're a tremendously successful person and that is such an important thing such a such a deep thing and really really just so important he quoted a beautiful vart from the Vorka Rebbe on Vihisha Amda. I heard one shot um, outside of this in a different Agata that was written by a Kirov Rav in the 50s who lived in D.C. And he said that when for Vihisha Amda, we pick up the wine and how do we live? How do we survive when when intermarriage is, is threatening our nation? But Vihisha Amda, it's the Gezeras that Chazal gave us when it came to wine that we we have Maga and, and we make sure that we don't, we don't drink with with, with Gaim, we keep ourselves separate. That's what keeps us alive. That's Vishamda. But the Vorka Rebbe says another shot, which is a beautiful shot that Ramayel brings down. And that is that what do we do? We cover the matzah and we pick up the, the coast. So what's going on over here? The matzah is do raisa. It says in the Torah to eat matzah. It doesn't say in the Torah to eat dalad kosas. That's a derabanan. And it's a derabanan, the chazal or misakin for the cheris. So what's shot? The shot is that the Hishamda, you know what has kept us alive? Our reverence for the different chazal that we could cover the Doraisa, which is the matzos, and Afal Pikain, we could come in front of Hashem and we could do this mitzvah on Seder night with with the mitzvahs of chazal, and that's Vihisha Amda, our steadfast adherence to Dere chazal that has kept us alive. There is a mushal that I told my kids that they got a good laugh at. Basically, there was a guy who was extremely poor, and he didn't have any money. He was always complaining to his friend about his dire straits. His friend tried to help him. Finally, one day, he says to, his, says to the poor guy, he says, Shimon, my dear friend, there's a big lottery. You could win millions. Why don't you just buy a ticket? So Shimon says, Reuven, you, you, you're funny. If I had any extra money to spend on a lottery ticket, I would buy food with it. I don't have any money. So Reuven said, you know what? I'm going to scrape together some money. I have a little bit more than you. I'll buy you a ticket. So Reuven bought him a ticket. And of course, Shimon didn't believe he was going to win. And what happened? Lo and behold, by the time Ruben got the notice about what the winning numbers were, was he was shocked to see that his friend Shimon had actually won. So it was 3 o'clock in the morning, but he trekked his way all the way to his friend's house. And he knew that even though he probably wouldn't want to be woken up in the middle of the night, but for such news like this, it's worth being woken up. And so he gets to his friend's house and he starts banging on the door. Of course, everyone's sleeping. He's banging, banging, banging. Finally, he screams, Shimon, wake up. Your ticket won. Your ticket won. Shimon comes to the door and screams and says, have you no respect for the richest man in town? There's so many beautiful lessons in this story. But one of them is that we could go from a place of humility to, to matzah, and then all of a sudden we could go to a place of cheris, of freedom. We have to make sure it doesn't go to our head. It's halu avde Hashem. We want to still be avde Hashem. Right? We're not free. It's not a avde it's a world where we're, we, we are Avdi Hashem, and we always have to remember that. Um, okay, so he brings out another shot, which is very fa- fascinating, that the Jews really screamed out when Paro died. So what's the shot? That when Paro died, they screamed out so, so, so vehemently. Right? So we know Rashi says that they, if they weren't allowed to cry, and now was the only time they were allowed to cry. Many of the explain that. Right. So it's a logic he brings down, says a beautiful shot. And that is that so many times in life we blame 
the people around us. This leader is bad for us. That's why bad things are happening. But we forget Hashem, who's in the picture. When Paro died and the Jews said, hey, Mitzrayim is still keeping us slaves. We're still in a bad situation. We're still not free. Then they realized, hey, oh my goodness, it's nothing to do with Paro. Paro is just a puppet. It has to do with Rebona Shalom. Rebona Shalom is choosing to make us beer, and now we have to cry to him that he should take us out. And that is what started the Gula. Okay. <clears throat> he also says a similar idea that you find this very contradictory thing. On the one hand, it was by Akutsu Pnei Bnei Yisrael, but Hafach Livon Listolon Amo. The other hand, that Hashem made, made the guy hate the Jews. But on the other hand, he put the Chena on when they were leaving that they should give them stuff. So what's Pshat? The Pshat is that it's all from Hashem. You want to be like a guy, Hashem says, uh -huh, I'm going to make them hate you. You're ready to go out, and for Gula, Hashem says, now I'll give you that chain. We find the similar thing with Esther, but the Esther knows this chain made in Korah, that the Rebbe Shalom gave her that chain. Chain is a bracha. It's matnas chinam. It's a gift that Hashem gives, and that's a very, very important shot to keep in mind. <clears throat> Another famous joke, but it's actually a good riddle that you could ask at your Seder and see what lessons that you could get out of it. So the question is like this, that for the Makas of our day, the frogs, they jumped into the fire, and they died. And we don't really find any reward that the Sephardim got. However, um, the dogs, for a moment, when the Jews were leaving, and we find, like, they're rewarded with meat. That's treif. They get treif, meat. So what's the shot? They, they didn't even die for it. So why is it that the frogs didn't get any reward and the dogs got this huge reward? So there's many, many different answers to this. But just if you think about it, it's a very good question. I'll tell you three answers. Uh, one, uh, the last one's going to be from Rav Meilich that he brings down. So the first shot that I heard is that it's actually not true. The the the, um, the frogs did get rewarded. The frogs get rewarded because they came back alive. The ones that went into Tanuracha that jumped in, they all came back alive. That's one medrash. There's another shot, which is that they actually did get a reward. The reward is that they are the animal that's Baruch Shenko Asanova. That's their tefillah. That we that 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 David Amalek said, I want to be like this frog. No one says she more than me, Hashem. Right? The Medrash says after he said after he completed Tilim, Hashem showed him a frog and said that that frog says more sheer than you. And so, by the way, if you listen to the thought that I shared about Maral on on uh, making brachas, it's a hafla of fellow one. It ties into this exact same idea that the frog is saying Shira. Anyway, so um, David Melch was was humbled by the frog, but also Chanan Mishal Bazara made a kavachomer from the frogs, from the Tzfardim. Gomorrah tells us. So Mamela, they were in, they were actually memorialized and they actually did get a tremendous reward. But anyway, says Rosef Chaim Zanifald, I believe that this is where Mamela quotes this answer, but I believe it's from Rosef Chaim Zanifald. He says that what's the shot that the frogs didn't get any reward seemingly and the dogs got this eternal reward of Akel So He says, you see from this that it's easier to jump into a, into a flame, into a furnace, than it is to keep your mouth shut. Which is a very, very beautiful lesson, especially on the night of Pesach, which is the talking mouth, to think about the importance of using our mouth properly. Um, there's a beautiful Nesivas uh, Mishpat, the author of Nesivas, uh, Rav Lohenron, that he brings down in his Haggadah uh, Maisadisim, that it says, Haisa Yehuda Lekadcho, Yisrael Mamshalosav. What's Haisa? It's feminine. He jumped into the Yom first. So it should be. Haya Yehuda Likacho. What's Haisa, the female? That it's being Marami Satamar, that she was willing to be going to the Kibshan Aish, not to embarrass um, not to embarrass Yehuda. So beautiful shot that I wanted to expand on this was that what's the shot here? That how did how did Nachman and another have that power from Yehuda 
He was from that shave. What imbued him that power of being Moser Nefesh for the, for the, to do the right thing? That he jumped in and he was willing to die? It's his grandmother, Tamar, who had that same exact meter that she was willing to die for truth. And that's a tremendous meter that um, that uh, was bestowed. And that's where the, the uh, Mishkan is built. And that's where Malucha is built, etc., etc. There's a very famous story that he brings down, which is basically a cab driver told the Mashkiach of Kol Torah that um, you have to hear this amazing story because they Nimrods that we were in India for our gap year after the army and all of a sudden this massive cobra snake wrapped around my friend and he was choking him to death and we were, we were going to shoot it to get it off and we couldn't get it off, etc. And all of a sudden someone told him, quick, say Shema. And so he screamed his last, his last breath of life. He screamed, Shema Yisrael, Shema Kano, Shema Chad. All of a sudden there was total silence and the snake released its full grip and ran away. So the Mashkiach said, that's an amazing story. He said, yeah. And he said, this guy afterwards, he went, he became a Balchuva, and he sits and he learns all day now. So he, the Mashkiach, as only Mashkiach could do, said to him, wow, that's amazing. What about you? He looked at this Chiloni cab driver and said, what about you? You were there. You saw it. So he says, Rabbi, you didn't understand the story. It happened to my friend, not me. How many of us is that? How many of us is that? Ah, Shem. The Chida says, Motzi Matzah. Right, there's a there's a shla that brings down that um, that why is it the only thing on Shabbos it says that's because we have to make sure not to have kas on Shabbos. So lechor it applies to yantiv as well. What does that mean? That there's a there's a shade that comes. It's brought down this far. The chidah brings it down as well. This is not remailch yet. That there's a shade that tries to ruin shalom bias on Shabbos. That's why there's a mitzvah to be mashkes the the socket to sharpen it. So there's no shalom bias. It's just people don't yell and fight because people when people are upset that triggers other other. Uh, unuseful, hurtful things being said, which is why if someone does say something hurtful to you, you should always take a deep breath and just say, okay, they're upset. I don't have to respond right away. Just let it pass. If I always tell couples that you could both fight. Just don't both be upset at the same time. Then it doesn't work. But if one of you is upset, okay, the other one just lets it go, and then you'll deal with it later, respectfully. Okay, so the Chida says that that's the thing. Motzi means to stop matzah fights. Banish riv. And that's an important thing of the Seder. We want to get rid of all fights. Now, of course, the matzah is um, bread of amuna, And the more amuna you have, the less you fight with other people because you know everything's from Hashem. And it's also Nahama de Asvasa. It heals people. And that's how the healing takes place in a place of Shalom. So that's an amazing thing that we have between Shabbos and Yantiv as well. Um, okay. The... Um, he has a beautiful Holocaust story about a Rav Duvet a Chassid. I'm not going to go into it, but it's a beautiful thing about giving up the schar of a mitzvah of matzah just to fulfill it. It's amazing. He brings down some stories about a gedolim that were sick and that they ate over um, what's it called? Over Pesach, the bread of, of healing and had miraculous recoveries. Of course, Rav Melech is very famous for uh, his Vanitzak, which is such beautiful words, the, the power of Vanitzak, Ayin Chum. Listen to the recording. It's Gedai just for that. And um, also this idea that we say halal um, for matzah and mar is that we have to learn to thank Hashem in all good, th- good things um, and all bad things. And Hillel is the one, actually, that teaches them the Bismach Yish Matzah Mor Menachem Levanov, it's the same word, because he's the one, he was not afraid when he heard screaming, he knew it wasn't from his voice, from his house, because he said, I, I rely on Hashem. And that's a very, very important thing um, that is there. And um, also, it's very fascinating. I don't remember if I saw this in his Agada, or it says, So what's the Pshat? This is, uh, this is my shot. What's the shot that it says they went out of Mitzrayim and then it repeats 
Beis Yaakov, which seems like it's talking about the women, Giyadua, right? And then Me'am Loes, they went out from a strange nation. So it's being Marames that the women are the Nashim Sidkanius that got us out. And Shloshino as Shoshonim. It's Me'am Loes. They looked at them as strange. As long as they looked at the Egyptians as strange, then they were they were able to go free. And um, the Slotim Rebbe says a beautiful pshat, which is all about the Agara, which is Hamanti Kiadaber, which he translates as, I, I gained an Amuna Kiadaber because I spoke. And that is such an important thing. The more you talk about it, the more you become part of it. And Revlevi Yitzhak Bardichev has a famous line that his father-in-law asked him when he became a chassid, like, what was that all about? So he said, I wanted to know Hashem. So he said, this maidservant that works for us also knows Hashem. So Revlevi Yitzhak said, yeah, a maidservant could say that she knows it, but I know it. And that's the shot of Echad Miodea. The whole purpose of the Seder is to come to recognition of Echad Miodea. Who knows one? Echad Miodea. I know one. I heard a beautiful shot from a few people. Somebody showed and bring down that you should study the Yud Gimel Ikram with your children um, through, as throughout the Pesach Seder. And what a beautiful thing that our kids should hear from our own mouths all the things that we believe in clearly, and so they have no questions. And he brings down a Lushen, last two varts, so please stick with me, if you can, that um, the Maral brings down a Lushen that on the Pesach Seder night, we are like a Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, which is an amazing, amazing, beautiful thing. And the last thing I want to leave off with is that what's the Pshat, says Ramelech, that Chad Gadya is the last thing in the Haggadah. It's a very interesting story, and you could say that it's to stimulate people, and it has, you know, you could also say the esoteric parts of it, that it corresponds to the Zabad al Zuze, that Yaakov stole the Brachos, and in fact, there's even a shot that I believe he brings down, that the stealing of the Afikomen is, is, a, is a remez to the stealing of the Brachos by Yaakov from Esav, etc., etc., and there's a lot of beautiful Torahs on that, but what's the simple shot in in this Ne'ila, which is, you know, the last part of, of, of the Haggadah, that we see this kind of silly song about about a dog and a cat and a, and a cow drinking the water and and, and it's like what is this so says Ramel brings us down from a one of the Mepharshim such a beautiful it is the entire purpose of the Haggadah what does it show you in the story it shows you a that one thing leads to the next and every little thing that happens in this world is all orchestrated from Hashem and it's all bringing out his Galas it all is bringing out the Melech HaMashiach and everything that happens is all from Hashem and I, if you think about this Vart it'll, it'll change your Pesach Seder many of these Vart will, but just think about this because the entire purpose of the Seder is to is to bring Emunah into us in such a deep way that we feel it literally in our bones no, you can't start then it has to be by Yom Ahu. it has to be with Matzah Mar and, and all the props and all the emotion in front of you where you can feel it and eat it and taste it and it's a tremendous thing and therefore the entire purpose of the Seder is to recognize that the Rebbe runs the world. And that's what Chad Gadya does. Chad Gadya says that the Rebbe Shalom orchestrates every single aspect of life, every single thing that's happening from the cat to the dog to every single animal and the, and the water and the stick and the fire. All these things are all They're all leading up to the Malach HaMashiach, to the Rebbe Shalom's Hizgalas. And that's what the entire purpose of the world is, is to bring out the Ratzon Hashem and to do it. And that's what we learn in Pesach night. We should be Zochet, to have a beautiful, powerful and amazing Seder. Thank you so much for joining.